In this episode, I talked to my friend Sakar about how two different events in the past six months have allowed him to make a positive impact on his mindset. One was that he was able to visit his home country of India for six months. Taking a break from his usual life has allowed him to take to have a backseat view on how his life is going and see what changes he wants to make. The second event that happened is that during this trip, he read a book called The Power of Now, which seems to have had a profound impact on his mindset and view, viewpoint on life. I always enjoy talking to Zakat. I really hope you enjoyed this episode too. Saka, bro, thank you very much for doing this. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, and I know that there's a couple of things going on in your life that, that we talked about last time we met, and I thought it would be a good idea to get on a podcast. So maybe I'll let you say a few words before I give a full background for anyone who's listening to understand what we're going to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate this opportunity. And I've you know always admired this platform, and it's good to know good to be involved in in the process from the back end as well so yeah thank you for having me and congrats on actually starting it up man i know it's, it's a new new venture for you as well so props to you for giving it a go and uh leading the way in some ways man you know so so it, it's good it's good you've taken uh like you've actually made something out of a like a, like an interest or like a passion you've had so props props to you for that Thank you very much. You know, it's it's honestly kind of crazy. Like even the last few episodes that I've done, it's just, I'm talking to people I'm interested in and I really just enjoy the conversation. And that's all it's about. You know, I'm not doing it mm. for any sort of external mm. metrics. I'm not doing it to be the next Joe Rogan or anything. It's just, I enjoy the process. It's a good mm. way to record the conversation. We can look back on it, you know, like 10 years from now, maybe we'll look back on it and be like, wow, what dumbasses we were back then, you know? We thought, oh, yeah. or, or yeah. we'll look back and be like, oh, that's, our thoughts were actually weren't that bad. Weren't that bad. And I think it'll also give us a good idea of, yeah, how long we've come, you know, like how long we've come and like what the general way of thinking back then was. If our kids listen to it, yeah, that is a weird thought to have that's what we are recording right now our Random future thought, kids man. could listen to uh yeah. that is definitely a weird thought to have. all right so Saka, it's no secret you know that you're always one of my favorite people to talk to and we often have very good conversations Thank and you. so that's why i was excited to talk to you today and i think the best way as as we discussed before we started recording i think the best way is to not have a set topic but just kind of see where where we go but the main thing that's on my mind is i know that recently so Sakib, you're also in vancouver you've been in vancouver yeah. for a long time and yeah. recently you went back home after yeah. a long time and you spent a long period of time there and i know that the last time that we met you said it had a lot of effects for you to just see kind of the environment that you grew up in and it also gave you a pause to think through a lot of stuff and you feel like you have become a better person through mm. that so maybe mm. can you talk about i mean your mind frame of why you decided to go back for such a long time and what that trip has meant to you yeah for sure i think uh, so it all started with i think you know when 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 um the whole covid thing began i think the first impact a lot of people felt was a work from home began but then once you came home i think for me it also became like okay home the word home was being emphasized so much i think at some level i felt like uh like i think it reminded me more of home you know so like while vancouver is home and but then it was it's, it's home away from home you know so and my family was also locked up so i felt like 
this would be a great opportunity, you know, to be together because everybody is like for once cornered into their own spaces. And I, I used to talk to my sisters and I think everybody was also like, it was, it was a little bit outside their comfort zone because dad goes to work in the mornings, you know, so he can escape from a certain situation if he wants to or walk away. My sisters can also get a bit of a breather when he's not at home or my mom's not at home. So if now everybody is on top of each other and everybody is going through the mood swings, the hunger pangs, everybody's going through everything together while being, while, and there's like, normally your parents are the rule makers and, and my dad, in my house is the dad. He's no longer the making rules anymore. Like the government is now very strongly involved in your move and every little movement. So, you know, like just hearing those conversations and then also, um, feeling like you know while while we're restricted there's also an opportunity for me to like take advantage of it and maybe spend this extremely intimate time with them and for the most part of my life like I was like I spent a, a good amount of time in boarding school when I was really young like when I was nine ten so I'm, I kind of missed out on that period of my life as well with my parents when I came back I was like you know right in my teenage years so always out and about like never got to spend intimate time at home again and then came to university then spent t- 10 years in Vancouver, you know, because of UBC and everything. So just never got the chance to go back. So then I felt like, you know, it's, it's time uh, to go back while everyone's in the same place. Normally everybody's scattered around because I think that's what a lot of our lives are like. Our sister, my sisters are in India. My parents are in Saudi at times. Finally, everybody was in India. So are my extended relatives. So I thought it'd be a good, good opportunity to like go. My boss was good enough to approve this extended trip and allowed me to travel on this extremely non-essential trip to, to India. So that, that, that was, that was nice of him. Nice. Nice. So I I know that you said there was a couple of things that stood out to you when you were back home, right? Like one was just like kind of seeing the environment and two, it seemed to me, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you had the opportunity to just kind of sit back and think about your life and think about your mindset and think about like how you're viewing life and it's again, it seems to me that you have come back with a new frame of mind and on how you view life. Do you mind taking me through that process of, I mean, what was that thought process throughout the time when you were there throughout the six months? Yeah, absolutely. Initially, when I first went, it was just going to be like a two, three week trip. It was a one way ticket, but I hadn't planned to stay that long because I always like, you know, the environment is a little bit outside my comfort zone and it's like, very crowded this and that and like you know there's a nice like Vancouver is already one of the best cities and then I have a decent setup like it's like I have have my own life here over there it's like a bit of an adjustment so I didn't plan to stay that long but it just so happened like my parents were like yeah your sister is okay to get married so let's just you know and it's gonna happen in six months why don't you just stay so I was like you know what once in a lifetime opportunity let's just stay and just like I feel like initially you you know you resist and I think Fortunately, I was also, I was reading this book very slowly called the, like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So that was also a bit of a good, like a, like a guide to help me navigate through the, 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 the moment, like the present moment. So it helped me like focus on the now and then appreciate what I have now as opposed to regretting it later. So I thought, okay, when will I again get this opportunity to like be involved in a family wedding at such as like at such an initial like at, at the initial stages and see it all the way through so it's going to be it's it's a rare opportunity it's the first time it's happening so let's enjoy it for what it is 
And that's how I started to change my perspective. And then just looking at, at like life around me, I had so much to be grateful for. There's a lot of my, a lot of my cousins had lost their jobs, for instance, because of COVID they were laid off or they had no projects coming up. I still had work and I was able to work like remotely from India, although difficult hours, but I was able to do it. So everything was an adjustment, be it the work hours, be it my weekends, be it the day to day, uh, the discussions with family members, like just like mentally, we were all in such different places and just understanding that, you know, not taking offense to their back, like their not, not backlash. I mean, yeah, there were, there were backlashes too. Like my idea was sometimes too foreign for them, you know? Uh, but I just took it as though, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, like they're a part of their environment and maybe I need to not come here and impose that this is how it's done. And this is the right way because I am now in their turf and I don't have full understanding of what's going on here. And I need to adjust or understand this better because everything happens differently, uh, in different environments. And if I'm an outsider, then instead of me imposing my belief on them, and if I'm so quote unquote, like, uh, you know, well-informed and woke, you know, then I should be able to, ha- I should have the, the capacity to like understand their viewpoints and not like constantly like keep writing their wrongs. Like I, I shouldn't be writing everybody's wrongs. Maybe I'm, I need to write my own wrong first and then, um, you know, like, like look at life a, a, a little bit differently instead of like constantly resisting opinions resisting my situation so that that was pretty eye-opening and I feel like that experience like changed a, uh, like a lot of the frustrations I had you know in, in my day-to-day life so uh, yeah it was it was a it was a massively um, eye-opening experience so I think there was there was a couple of things that that you said there that were really interesting right like one is I think I mean anyone who has moved countries and has just kind of branched off compared to like even my high school friends right like I mean, I feel like the experiences that I have had now and the experiences that they have had up to after we graduated high school are so different. Yeah. And obviously, your experiences make you who you are and your viewpoint yeah. of life and how you think about life and all that. So it's really interesting that you bring that up with your family because obviously we feel that with our family too, right? Like you come to Canada yeah. and you experience yeah. the Canadian value or like the way that things are done for 10 years. And yeah. it's so easy to go back and be like, you guys are stupid. Like you're wrong. But yeah. like understanding that they don't have the same perspective that you that yeah. you do, and you don't have the same perspective that they do, is mm. is is really good to remember. So now the other Absolutely. thing is, sorry, go on. You were like to your point, I just want to add also. Like I think because of that, that perspective change. Right. At one point, I did realize, like when it, when it was like just regular day to day life, it's fine. But as soon as it became about the wedding, for instance. Um, I had to like remind myself and people around me as well that it's not about us. It's actually about the bride and the groom and and the families who are putting this together, not us. Like me and my cousins or like me and my mom would like have, would start to selfishly want to do certain things our own way. But then we had to like hold ourselves back to realize that, okay, this is not about us. But once it's, and if, even if, and it's not about us and let's also try not making it about us. Make Let's make it about the key people that are involved and let, let, let's just let go of that control that we constantly, and I think that was another big lesson from COVID, like just nothing, just letting go of control, right? I think up until then, everybody was constantly in this uh, panic mode. I got to get this done. I got to have to travel, I have to do this, I have to do that. But now it's almost like, man, it's okay if you don't get it done. You know, you can still, you know, life is still pretty okay, you know? So, and you'll adjust, I think eventually. 
Yeah, dude, it's it's actually really interesting. The the control piece, I think part of it is you realize like our life and everything that we take for granted is not yeah. as stable as we used to think, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. COVID was the biggest reminder because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you just close your eyes and you went back to like 2019 and someone told you the story of COVID, you would not believe it, right? Like it would make no, like you would just go outside and everyone's wearing masks. There is no more like, yeah, like you would not believe it. And and, yeah. and I think things like that has has happened beyond COVID, obviously not to the scale of COVID, yeah. but even that ship that's stuck in, what's the canal called? The Suez Canal. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, 10% of the world trade is through that canal. And like, and billions of dollars of trade is not happening just because the ship got stuck. And like, examples oh, yeah. of like, yeah, I was listening to a, a, a pod, like All In podcast, and they were talking about this, and, and, and it's just constant reminders that like, we're pretty fragile, you know, like everything that we take for granted, we're like, oh yeah, like life is good. You know, we have figured out diseases. We have figured out everything. It's like, no man, life is pretty fragile. And once you know that you're just more like, all right, maybe I shouldn't control everything because yeah. everything is yeah. kind of fragile. Let's just enjoy and like go with the flow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's interesting, man. I think we all have, it's been a, like a pause for all of us, right? It feels yeah. like we have yeah. all been like sent to our room. Go think about everything. Go think about your life for a Reflect. year. And then come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's been a very good part of it. All right. The, 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 the thing that really stands out to me is the power of not book, right? So you and I have talked about books previously, and we both have shared that we started our reading journeys by reading the books that you're supposed to read. You know, yeah. I would look up the, the list of books that like named a successful person has read. And mm. then I'll be like, all right, I have to read these. Mm. And that that experience wasn't enjoyable because it almost felt like, you know, you're back in school where someone is assigning you something, except you're assigning it to yourself yeah. and you're yeah. forced reading it. And I think both of us, to mm. some extent, have like changed our method. And now we read for the pleasure of it or read something that we're very interested in, Yeah, which brings me to the book that you recommended that I have bought and I started reading, The Power of Now. What Great. has stood out to you in that book? Because you talk so highly of it. And it seems like it has had such a big impact on you. Um, the biggest impact, I think, is to... It talks a lot. It talks to you. It talks about... Like, it talks about you so much, you know, in a very forgiving way, almost. In a way that is not almost accusing you or pointing fingers at yourself. It's, it's very relatable. At the same time, it's it's doing it in a way that is not making you feel ashamed of, you know, you, you know, you you thinking in certain ways. It's almost like it tells you, it, it it comforts you, it reassures you that it's very normal to think the way you do. It's very normal for your brain to wander off, and for you to be distracted. And then it tells you in very simple ways to come back to it. It's not like a oh three step exercise, you know, like you you do this and you breathe this and you know it's, it's none of that. You know, remember like remember like very fancy Sanskrit words to like, and then read them aloud to ground yourself. It's none of that, you know. So it's just very. It's almost like yeah, as soon as you catch yourself drifting away, just watch the thinker. Just watch you as the thinker, and as soon as you start watching yourself, oh this, and then you start to notice a pattern about yourself. You'd be like, oh problem X happened, and. As soon as I started watching myself, I started watching the fact that I react like this to a problem. And normally when I react like that, this is the outcome. And then this is my regret. And this is how I feel sorry. And it's actually turned to no good. So I started noticing patterns as I started watching the thinker in me. And and not just for like the bad things, also for the good things. So if something good happened, I also started noticing patterns about myself. Okay, so 
when a good news is, uh, is dropped on me, this is normally how I react. And this is how I think I should react to good news to make the other person feel happier. Because again, I, 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 in, deep down in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I also have to make sure that the, the person who delivered the news, we should feel happy about the fact that they gave me some good news. And my reaction should be, should communicate that, you know, if it's any less, I, it'll disappoint the person who gave me the news. So just weird thoughts like that. So I, I just started watching those things about myself and it helped me, I guess, be a little bit more, um, you know, as opposed to what I, sh what I'm supposed to be doing, it's almost like what comes naturally to you? Does it naturally feel good to you? Does it naturally sound like good news to you? And because if I, when I used to get caught up in the, the, I should do this, I would not be focusing on the news, but what I am supposed to be doing. So it's more about my behavior. That's my, the focus in my mind as opposed to the news. Um, and that's, those are some of the things I started like noticing uh, because of the, because of the book. Well, that is as deep as it gets. I am more excited to read this now. Um, I mean, can we talk about a specific example? Like what you said, like when someone oh, tells good. you good news, right? Um, do you want to expand on that? Like you felt like you need like as they're telling you, you're already thinking, how should I react in order to make yeah. sure that I don't disappoint them? Which makes yeah. it which makes it that you're much more less present. Yes. You're not even listening to the details that they're so maybe you're doing a disservice to them, you know? Like that's exactly. the interesting part. Exactly, exactly. For instance, like um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Like uh, I'll give I'll give you like a like a bad example, like you know, like uh, like a, like as in like what would have been bad news for me was I think um, you know when we're supposed to come back to Canada and we're supposed to be calling the hotel like book your hotel quarantine, there was like this one phone number that we had to dial in to book the hotel, and it took us like over the, over a two day period, it took us fourteen hours on that one eight hundred number, and if I if I was to go back like before I was like, I was watching the thinker and at least being more aware, I would get very frustrated and like, bam, and like swear a couple of times, like, you know, screw this and screw that and effort this effort that, and just, you know, anger, you know, but then in this, I, because I knew my pattern and I knew how, like I knew the outcome is going to be zero. It just made me realize, okay, let's not do any of that. Like, what is the, what, what am I going to gain by a being angry, B getting frustrated, C throwing my phone or D calling it like, you know, swearing and, and all of that. What is it? There's no, there's going to be no outcome from it. So may as well just understand that this is how any new process, like I thought of it differently. I'm like, you know, it's a new process. It's a new setup. It's bound to have its ups and downs. I chose to travel. Like I was being, so it's, it's on me too. So I needed to like, you know, rethink, the ways I was looking at a certain problems because there's a problem and then there's a way I think you look at the problem. The way I looked at the problem has certainly changed and um, that helped. And then, yeah, when I, when I came back here, like uh, if people would say something to me, instead of like me, like, you know, reacting to them um, because I'm supposed to, I would just actually just listen in and I would be able to like maybe give them a positive you know, response in return and, or maybe even ask more questions like, you know, Oh, if this is, what you just said oh but how, what about this you know i didn't used to do that before so th that has certainly changed yeah Dude, and that just like changes the definition of a conversation right a proper mm -hmm. conversation is only when you're in that state that you're describing right yes and, and we know the difference we know the difference intuitively like you have talked to someone but it wasn't really a conversation like yeah both yeah. of you were trying to get it done exactly you're, or, or you have some sort of motive but a conversation is just like you're curious to the, yeah. what other person is saying and you're trying to get a better understanding of what they're saying. 
Yes. So that's that's super interesting, man. And I think that's a very important thing for all of yeah. us to learn. It's just yeah. Yeah. this whole like yeah, acting how you're supposed to, especially with your friends, you know, like that should never yeah. be the case. I think with yeah. your friends, there should be an understanding that like, hey, like for example, Sakib, you and I like have built up enough trust to this point that you know that like I mean, I won't try to put you down. I won't try to stab you. So mm-hmm. anything that I say that may even sound that way, yeah. you should know that that was not my intent. Therefore, yeah. our conversation should be much better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. yeah, man, the power of now. I'm, I'm excited 100%. to read more about it. Yeah, there- yeah. And, and it's not selling. It's, it's also not trying to sell you anything. It's not like, you know, when you read a lot of the self-help books and not trying to like, demean any of these uh, big internet gurus and like you know these uh, sales like like not Jordan Belfort himself but like the other ones that have come ever yeah, since yeah. you know and uh, like they're so like almost like hammering like they're almost trying to tell you as though you know you're you, if you're not doing this you're not doing like you know it's, it's almost like a very transact like you, you cannot look at your life as a transaction like you know like if I'm doing this that, that means I suck and if I'm doing this and I'm doing well and this means happiness and this doesn't, it's, it's attached to something material, you know, the happiness and the success, you know, whereas in this book, it's, it's very basic. It's almost like you can just like, you, you know, you, you don't need anybody either to, to, you, you just need to, that's the great thing about it. Like if I learn something somewhere, I have to have a debate with someone about it. Like, you know, a lot of the books, you know, if you, if you, if you even back in school, a lot of the books you read, um, you would want to share point of views. But in this one, it's almost like you just have, you will realize you, you will have so many debates with yourself that you don't need another person. You know, you don't need another person to like bounce ideas off. You, you will be, it'll, it'll be so uh, like surprising to you that how you, there's this other person inside you that is just constantly going to resist everything that the book is saying at the first, and any kind of change, to be honest, because your ego has become used to being that person. And obviously ego doesn't let go that easily. So there'll be that resistance and then it'll slowly start to, the, vo- the, 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 the noise will start to quiet down, you know, from your ego and then it dissolves. Man, that's uh, I feel like this is the best endorsement to this book ever. Right? We should make this a clip and just put it up. I know, I can't feel the it, author, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll just reach out to you. Like that's amazing, yeah. man. It looks like it has such, had such a mm-hmm. such a good impact on you, and I'm excited to read it myself. Yeah. And then maybe we can discuss further because right now I'm kind of in the dark. You know, I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. the exact ideas. But yeah, th- I don't know if this would be interesting. Let me know if you think this is an interesting branch to go off. The whole like self-help book, right? I think we all look at different self-help people differently, right? Like we all have extremes of like extremes of like, you look at like one self-help guru and you're like, yeah, this guy's a con artist. He's just abusing people. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, we think like, no, this guy is just like providing value because he thinks it actually improves people's life. And I think yeah. all of all of us place different people on different ends of the spectrum, right? So as an example, in my viewpoint... I mean, nothing bad about uh, Tony Robbins as a person, but it, the the facts don't look that good, right? Like he charges $10,000 for a weekend and most of the people who go in a stadium to see him are not doing that well financially. And it could easily be argued that that, that $10,000 could be spent way better in other mm. resources than going and seeing his seminar. So it seems like, it seems like he's not taking that into uh, consideration and he's just mm-hmm. extracting value. 
but at the same time like these people need to get paid too right like you have other end of the spectrum that people just go on like tours and sell out theaters they need to get paid somehow too do you, do you ever think about that aspect of it i mean do you have any examples of who do you place on you know the con artist end and who do you place on the no this guy's like noble and he's just trying to improve the world yeah that's a good point man i actually had this um i actually take all of them with a grain of salt to be honest because i feel like all of them are i think like the the likes of i guess gary vinerchuk for example like i think he has his own business as well i think and you know so he i feel like is is still a little bit more legitimate but the rest i feel like have this way or for the most part they have this way of almost rubbing it in your face that look at me now and it's like you know i like what what surprises me is that you know if you're that rich and if you are doing so well how do you have a so much time to be doing all these things like if you and you have like you're touring all the time and touring takes a lot out of your schedule and the other thing is like why is your like all your ad your promotional videos are so focused on the money aspect you know like literally the private jets the watches the cars and we also have just as many examples that that normally does not equal happiness like if you look at a lot of like if you look at hollywood or if you look at like a lot of like children of celebrities or like rich people like it it it, it doesn't always you know you we will have just as many as like bad examples of like you know how those things don't equate happiness but but they have really they're insistent on the fact that this is what happiness is and if you click this link you will know the secret to this and but but to click on that link you know you have to pay this you know like this is the fee and i'm doing these free classes you know so i, I yeah i'm very skeptical about these guys not going to lie i i think any of them that are talking about money specifically like anytime you hear here's how to make $100,000 in three easy yeah. steps Yeah. And then you know they they are, actually there's a good video that talks about those kind of guys and I put all of them on this extreme end of scammers. They have they literally follow a formula like they have a webinar that they say this yeah. is an exclusive webinar and then you join there exclusive, and then they say yeah. and they they say like they use a, the time aspect of it. We have a special deal for you within the next 12 hours if you sign up. Just, uh, yeah. It, Anyways, like, yeah, I think we shouldn't go down that rabbit hole because I tend to get like emotional because it's just such a, you know what I mean? Like taking advantage of people who taking are taking advantage, 100%. you know, people who are people who are trying to improve themselves, you know, like people who are just like who are who are obviously looking to improve themselves and coming up across these contents, but you are just like thinking about your own interests and like taking interest and taking money off them when they need it the most. It just doesn't doesn't I sit know. well. a lot of these people have a big issue with like system you know they are all against the system of this and the system of that and they want you to think uh, outside of this systematic uh, environment that we're in like oh if you're going to do this 9 to 5 job you're only going to do this you know you're only going to be able to do that then they are so while you're against all that systematic crap uh, then you also say oh education should be free you know and however what the education that they're giving you is price at $10,000 you know you know what i mean and they're like straight up scamming like desperate people like people who are obviously fed up with the system are also not getting their 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 worth by doing what they're doing 
And then you come in the middle as this, you know, like this is this is like how back home we have all these like religious leaders, you know, so to speak, like who have come with this miraculous healing potion or something. So these guys are, have every time there's a recession or something, these people will come in the middle and start to like want to, you know, give you these ideas that only they know. Wow. You know, so, and it's all uh, against the, it's going against the system or like uh, rise above the system. But then they are also doing like the, but the, but the capitalist in them is still cashing in on that, uh, you know, on, on, on that, on the desperate situation that, that their clients are in, you know, so. so do, yeah. Are there, are there any examples right now? Like it still happens in India where you have these gurus? Religious like, leaders? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. New, I mean, new ones that come off like, or these are like OGs who are just still benefiting from oh, every, you know what, man, as long as I think in India, like, as this is this is this is the thing I realize. Like even every time there's like a there's, there's, there's problem. Every time there's somebody that's facing any kind of a problem, like be it be it, and especially with during the times of Corona, these people had a massive surge in popularity because a lot of these uh, small like you know small time whatever they came up saying, oh we can abolish Corona altogether. Like we can if you listen to if you do this 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 that I and if you have this every morning every afternoon and in the evening. Corona can't even touch you, you know? And unfortunately, it all comes down to education. So people who are like less educated, who just are being told, okay, Corona is this, Corona is that, and there's no solution for it. Oh, no, there is. Here's uh, this priest, you know, who has this uh, potion that if you drink, you'll be fine. And um, because people are at home doing a whole lot of nothing, you know, sooner or later, you start getting caught up into these things. You know, you, you actually start you know, okay, well, the government isn't giving me any solutions, may as well try this. And you just wind up in this, like I said, uh, like you go down this rabbit hole, you know? So it's still the happening. snowball yeah. effect. Yeah, the snowball effect yeah. of, you know, once you start, you know, yeah. it's the same thing with conspiracy conspiracy theories. And, you know, once you start mm-hmm. believing something, once you start believing, it was yeah. crazy. I don't know if I told you this. I met an mm. anti-masker for the first time about three, three to four months ago. And he, mm. it was a shop owner. We had just entered the shop and we we're just talking talk about, he seemed like a normal person, right? And then all of a sudden he's like, actually, yeah, all of a sudden, I, I don't know how it came up, but he just like, just was like, I'm a huge anti-masker. I was like, what? And like, I never get a chance to, you know, interact with those people because I don't mm. know anyone who's an anti-masker in my circle, right? And you know mm. me, I get curious even. So I just asked the question, I was like, oh, I would be interested to hear your perspective because I shared my perspective of COVID. And I was like, oh, I'm interested to hear your perspective. And then once he started talking, man, it was crazy. He's like, yeah, uh, Bill Gates uh, is all behind this. And you know the vaccine. I have doctors who are friends of mine who are doctors, and they know that the vaccine will kill you exactly 12 months after you take it. Like the things that he was saying. He believed it. I mean, he believed it, but they were so ridiculous, you know? Yeah, they were so, and it was just so interesting. And he truly believed it. Like, I wonder how you end up in that stage, right? Because again, it's one of those things that, like, if you just take his mind and like transfer it to a third person and make that third person watch what he's saying, I guarantee you, he would be like, "This is crazy." Mm-hmm. But it's just a slippery slope where you're just like constantly getting feedback, get, getting feedback from people, get, hearing crazier stuff that you end up in that state. Yeah. And I think we are vulnerable to it too, man. We, you know, we keep talking about it, like day but i think every human being is vulnerable to it 
And yes. we might actually still have those things that might sound ridiculous to some other person. Yep. You know, a lot of the way that we view life. Yeah. Because like, I guess where they're coming from is, I guess, a massive distrust for like everything that they're being told. And I think to them, we're the they, because they think of us as how can they just believe so blindly that this vaccine is going to do this and that. And how are they letting something like that go into their bodies? Like, you're not that, and to their point, that that's kind of fair. Like, we were not that educated. We're, we like for the most part, where we don't know what the chemical composition or whatever of that vaccine is. But we're like, yeah, okay, Pfizer, I've heard of it. Put it, you know. So put it, in, you know. So like, I guess, and to them, it's just like completely. Uh, I, I, they're probably coming, it all probably started with like, okay, I don't know much about this, so I'm going to wait. And then it just snowballed into, okay, why do people, why are people concerned? And then why this? And then I guess it just became this bigger issue. And then that just became the reality. And again, you know, you're, for the most part, you're home, don't have a whole lot going on. So you'll just constantly be bombarded with that information and it'll just become your reality. So. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how like the human belief system works, right? Like, the way that we like clinch to something that we want to believe is a is a very interesting thing about us human beings. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and even even like to me, this is at least this is very individualistic. Like here in 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 you know like what you experienced was like his own views, you know, and he will meet a bunch of other people who will have similar views, but they but there's also room for you to have your own individual belief, you know. But when I went to India, for instance, you there's no room for individuality, right? That's mostly like the the culture, what what the culture dictates, and and uh, Saturdays are not good to do this. Who said so? Don't know, but it's been happening for years. So Saturdays are not good to do this. Tuesday is not good for a haircut. What what's the logic behind it? Don't know. Don't ask. You know, <laughs> it's been happening for generations. So Tuesday is not good for bar for for you to get get a haircut or like a shave or something. So you impose things onto other people that that's actually more dangerous because here at least he was an anti-masker, but you weren't, that's it. Uh, we, we, we disagree. That's fine. All good. But over there, it's like, you can question, you know, especially in like some of the smaller like cities, like for, for instance, where my family's from, you just cannot question a lot of these things. Right. So have you, have you ever tried to like, question? Yeah. Like a, even a small thing, like such as a haircut thing, like, have you tried to understand? I tried to. So the haircut thing, I just could not understand at all. It just. But, but it, you asked no, the question. You were like. I asked so. the question. Yeah, there was no rationale behind it, and there was just like back in the day, something happened to somebody's sword while they were like, you know, back in the day, how they would like, you know, use knives or something to like shave. Something happened and happened on Tuesday, so they just started believing that Tuesdays are a good day. Okay, but then I looked at other things, and I and I realized how my there's a big difference in the understanding of culture and religion between like my grandparents generation and my parents generation for instance like uh the idea so they say it's like a, it's like a one like a small statement that says cutting your nails at night uh impacts your earnings you know so like in in a you know so and I was like, well, what the hell? Like, it's, it's such a strong statement. And then I asked my parents and they would be like, oh, yeah, because that's what it is. Because God said so. Okay, God said so. But what, what what's the rationale? Because God said so. It's in the Quran. Okay. So then I go to my grandfather and I ask him, like, what's the rationale? And he's like, man, first of all, it's not in the Quran. Second of all, 
it came and he's pretty religious you know and he's like man the basically the logic is it's like it's it's what grandmothers tell their children it's, it's what grandmothers tell young kids just so that it's digestible but the whole logic behind this is that back in the day they used to tell you not to cut nails at night because we didn't have electricity there was just like those lanterns and if you accidentally like people back then used to cut their nails with scissors so he's like if you accidentally cut part of your fingers you are not going to be able to you could get an infection you people wouldn't want you to like touch like you know like fruits and make people are farmers back then so they wouldn't want you you wouldn't be able to touch fruits and vegetables with your bloody hands or infected hands so you're going to be most likely home like at home you know out, out of work so it impacts your income so that's the equation but because of the years it's been passed on people have forgotten the reason they just remember like this almost mystical uh myth almost you know it sounds like that that is yeah. so interesting man because yeah. i'm not sure are you familiar with sam harris and yeah and you know jordan peterson i assume yes, right? yes. so they yeah. had this famous debate and then the debate they were talking about religion and mm. basically sam sam harris is a atheist and jordan yeah. peterson is obviously religious and they were talking yeah. about the definition of truth and what jordan peterson was arguing was truth is something i mean i may be misquoting him but this is what i got out of it truth is something that makes your life better right so for example in religion he says mm. even though there are these fictional stories what mm. matters is how do people behave and do those behaviors improve those people's lives right and i think what you're saying is a great example right like for example like back in the day instead of being like oh my god don't cut your nail because of this reason and making everyone understand the reason like just having a simple thing like don't cut your nails at night it will affect your earning mm. it's a very it's actually genius right it's like a very yeah. good thing because yeah. you, you prevent all these problems and yeah. it's it's great for the mass society but the the, the problem yeah. is just updating these as time goes by yes. right questioning everything which is super hard because we obviously don't have the capacity to question everything that's happening true true and this is why covid is going to be really interesting you know like our, we talked we started this podcast talking about our future children but if you do have children in the future they will ask us a lot of questions and be like oh why do we do things like this yeah. and i think the percentage of times where we will say oh because covid in 2020 made us realize this is going to be a whole bunch because yeah. covid has really has made us rethink everything right for sure absolutely everything yeah because if you think about it like our generation hasn't gone through like our grandparents generation i think for instance went through like world war 2 you know and then their parents went through world war 1 and it definitely changed their perspective and then like boomers and everything you know the like the way the governments were a lot of the politicians are like catering to the the veterans or the people that returned from war and everything like so differently like every every generation has been defined by a catastrophe and then how they kind of like recovered from it in our generation like none of us i think have been ex- except some except like besides some exceptions like i guess folks that have to do military service but for the most part like there hasn't been anything collectively you all have to go through this you know so this has been the, i think our experience like our generation's collective you know catastrophe if you know if if you will and i think collective things bring people together right together, I mean, yeah. it hasn't worked out that way exactly it seems like we're 
very separated because we all think differently about how COVID should be handled and so on. But theoretically, when you have shared pain, you come closer together. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, it was beautiful, right? Like, remember at seven o'clock when we used to all go outside and clap for the nurse nurse and the hospital workers? Like, that was Mm. a very beautiful moment, almost touching. Well, Mm. clearly it didn't last. And I think now everyone has, like, different views on how the vaccine should be rolled out. Like, a lot of people are frustrated in Canada that the vaccine hasn't been rolled out as fast as the U.S. And yeah, yeah now, yeah. now we're butting heads more than coming together. But Yeah, for sure. Instead yeah. of, and I think Dr. Fauci, I think he released a statement recently, right, in which he said, uh, you know, it, it, instead of fighting the virus, we started fighting each other, you know, and which is true. It became, like, I think now the frustration of the people from all sides, be it the maskers, anti-maskers, whoever it is, the seniors, everyone is just really fed up. Like, you know, what's like, even with the rollout, it's like, oh, too fast or too slow. Is it Pfizer? Is it AstraZeneca? You know, so everything is like becoming such a hot topic now. All right. I think we should, we should take a hard left and uh, stop talking about COVID. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me, uh, I mean, tell me if you want to talk about this again. Anything I say, feel free Good. to be like, let's just talk about something else. Uh, one of the things that you said last time when we caught up after you had come back um, from your six month trip was, first of all, one thing is that you're like, when you walk around, you're much more appreciative of your mm. environment now, right? Like versus, mm. versus like before you felt like you were just kind of like going by and you didn't appreciate your environment. So maybe mm. talk about that one and then I will talk. I'll ask you another question afterwards. Uh, appreciative of my environment. So before it was almost like uh, me again, just either thinking about what it could be or what it was all the time. Like, you know, what this was and what it could have been if this wasn't happening. And then I think the surrounding part, it, it like, you know, obviously when you go to a place when I spent six months in India, like uh, the biggest thing that I realized was that there's a lot of people in very different circumstances. Like, like if you, when you look at poverty in India, it's like a very different level of poverty. You know, it's like there is no one to support them. They're like at, at, at the mercy of God, you know, in, in many cases. Right. So um, just looking at that and realizing how like, I think before words like mindfulness and gratitude and all that was just like uh, rich people words, you know, <laughs> like, very, like, uh, like YouTube, you know, you know, influencer words, you know, that I just could not connect with. And uh, despite working for Lululemon, you know, so where our password, <laughs> I mean, my passwords are like words like gratitude and stuff. <laughs> I mean, office is close. So, but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, um, and now I'm, I, I realize, okay, wow, like, you know, um, just, just being like, I, I think it just really changed my perspective on things like how I keep having, how, how I keep making myself miserable by always thinking about, you know, what it could be and what it could be, but, and nothing will, nothing is going to change because you're thinking of it in the, in that light, you know, it's going to, it's going to stay the same. So you may as well just, and I also started realizing a, a pattern about myself. I realized was how much regret I would have after a certain thing ended mainly because I would tell myself I didn't enjoy it enough. And why didn't I enjoy it? Because when I was in that moment, I was thinking about blah, 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 you know, what it could be and what it should be. So again, I noticed a pattern about myself constantly regretting about a certain event that ended and what was my regret? Oh, I didn't enjoy it enough. And why didn't you enjoy it enough? Because, oh, I was thinking about what it could be, what it should have been and where I could have been and what I could have eaten. 
And that's so these patterns have been key to my change in perspective, I would say. Yeah, so I can start your own YouTube video, start charging $10,000, I'll be your first customer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be the next hated guy on, you know, the... No, but I think these things that you're saying are very profound, right? And I think it's like, we, we all have to go through that journey one way or another. And yeah. I, I, I mean, you can just think about it logically, right? It's just, just, it's just very good habits to have. But yeah. how do you, do you, I mean, you can't think logically through the moment and think, how should I think, right? It's it's almost like a habit that you have to build, or like have a yeah. mega session where you're when you think about everything. Like how how has that does that question make sense? Right, yeah, that's a very to, good question. Yeah. That's a very good question because if you think about it, like when you first start, right? I think the biggest frustration is like oh, like because you again your ego is telling you to go in that direction because it's used to doing that, and you're always fighting with that in you, that person in you who is used to doing that, and uh, I think what happens is like you you start to develop like just like with everything you will go through that phase of like constantly slipping back slipping back you know but and then eventually you'll stabilize and come to a place where you're kind of doing this and kind of doing that so you're both and you will be more disappointed you you start to feel like I, at least for me i started feeling very disappointed in myself when i would like like be, be doing the other thing my 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 past habits that would frustrate me. And then I realized, no, man, that is still you just working on you. So just give yourself that break, you know, like don't be so disappointed. Like, again, you're attaching too many emotions to everything you're doing, like calm down. So then once I started like thinking of it in a way that I should not be attaching emotions to a lot of these things that helped me significantly. Like, I'll be honest with you, like knowing me, like I'm super emotional and everything. So I think attaching emotions to things was also a, a thing that weighed me down quite a bit. So now then I started removing that. So it's like a, you start to like learn things about you and you start to be more honest with yourself that this is my, my, my pattern. This is where I fall weak. If I do this, I know how I usually become. So I'm not going to try and not going to do that. So you start to like, it's like an onion. You start to like peel it one by one, like, you know, and then you, uh, the, the, once you get to that pattern phase, which is, I think the, the, I think that that makes life a lot easier because you are already like, okay, I know how this goes. So I'm not even going to bother. I know, uh, I'm going to try it this way. And, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of like habit. And for me being in, in, in a very, like in, 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 in an environment, which is not like, like, you know, a bit outside my normal situation that really accelerated the process, I would say, because it was just day in and day out outside of my comfort zone, dealing with things outside of my uh, usual norm, just help, I think, accelerate the whole thing. Wow, that is that is so interesting, man. And this is, like, it's such a good journey to to see a friend go through. And oh, thank you. And it, 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 it almost seems like you have gone on a six months, you know, like a, you went to a monastery or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, it's weird. I've told you this in person. I've always said like you're you're an extremely uh, likable person, right? Yeah. Now you're probably going to blush. Uh, why I hate yeah. this. I have, and I think, and I've always wondered, like I've actually thought about it. I'm like, what is it about Sakib that makes him so likable, right? Mm. And then you shared with me that you have gotten some feedback from some of the people who are really close to you that sometimes mm -hmm. you're too nice and how you have evaluated that feedback. Do you mind talking about that or? Sure. So, sure. So, so tell me about like your, 
yeah, your thoughts on on that topic. Um, initially, again, attaching emotions, right? Before my, my previous, like my my previous habit used to be of, well, like um, the the habit that I had was like everything that was being said to me, uh, I would attach like an emotion to it. And if somebody said, you know, you're too nice of a guy, and I would like, you know, a overthink it. be attach an emotion to it so overthink it uh do they mean i'm too like i'm am i is it is it a sign of weakness is it a sign of me uh are they calling me dumb in a way because like am i like am i too easy to walk over because you know you go through high school and like you go through these phases and you, all these words back in the day used to get thrown around don't be a doormat don't be a doorknob don't be a this and, and i would start attaching all of these things to this one phrase and then people would say like you know uh yeah you're too nice of a guy and then i would I, and i would want to not be that for some reason you know because i guess oh if, 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 because i've already attached these negative associations to being a nice guy because nice guys finish last and you know all of those things right so and then i think now i realize man like i i if i i feel like i'm either trying to not be nice go against my nature or be so nice that again you know to make the other person feel comfortable and like to also overcompensate for the times that i wasn't nice that fake not nice you know so i was always on these extreme ends and who's suffering me because i'm always constantly thinking like ah uh, like always calculations like man you're it shouldn't be so calculated you know like you should be able to like uh, let your own person sort of like flow through you know like it should it should be able to like and uh, you, you know otherwise you're going to feel very trapped so i feel i felt like you know i'm going to react naturally before for example i'll give you, i'll give you an example like before every time i saw like an like a homeless person i have to go out of my fucking way to like go help them or like go like talk to them or like this and that because i'm trying to compensate for the times that i wasn't nice to someone back in the day which is still weighing on me that i have attached emotions to that i be like cry over in my sleep or something you know but now i'm just like no man i don't feel like it i i, I don't feel like doing it i don't feel like doing it now but i feel like doing it now and i'm only going to process do like try to do things that i feel like doing in the moment as opposed to doing it because of a past reason or a future reason i'll do it now so i can go to heaven you know i don't want to do i don't want to think i don't want to have my life so like like calculate everything every decision every move i make i have to have like i have to feel free you know so that's that's what i would say um change for me because of this constant like like this reflection on the nice guy aspect like um there are aspects of me there are times i want to be nice there are times that i don't really necessarily feel and what is like being nice is me being nice you know like you know doing like you know like yeah it it varies from person to person for me sometimes like what i feel like is is normal is some is is nice to somebody else you know but and i cannot live my life based on other people's definitions you know so i i try to just let let like let the natural me come through come across a little bit more without uh without all constantly assessing what does the other person think it has to be about me so but that that is so interesting right because um by the sound of it you had this whole calculation machine in your head so yeah, previously yeah. where you're just like and always that's so interesting man because i I mean I don't know if I'm lying to myself but I feel like I've never had that calculation machine in my head too much. I've obviously thought about situations, but it would be interesting like how interesting would this experiment be right? Like when you're in a social situation when there's like I don't know some people who are not close friends and you could just see what's going through people's minds, right? 
like Man, the amount of calculations that people are doing like oh like i should say this so it seems nice and and i think all of that creates like you know this fake you know yeah. like, and that's a, that's not it yeah a, a fake you had a fake relationship with the person you're trying to build a relationship yeah. with right and, yeah. and and somehow we can intuitively tell i mean perhaps you're wrong sometimes but you can intuitively tell when something is authentic or not right mm. yeah and that yeah. makes all the difference that makes all the difference absolutely man and and that thing it just becomes extremely exhausting eventually like even as you were saying that and i was like oh man experimenting with that it it it, it is pretty tiring because if you if you if you think about it like you know every little movement like you should i shake his, you know you know what i mean like it's even like something like that you're like you know uh do i go in for how do i not like do i i want to come across as this or do i want to come across as that like it's just like there's always this like like polar opposite thing that you're trying to do all the time you know it's like if i do this and i'm going to be seen as this and you know it's always like just yeah i if I, if i stay too long am i like being a keen like yeah I, I, like it, was, it was it wasn't a good place to be in man it was just like yeah. always like uh and the and, and no one like the thing is you think so much about other people like i think that's what i did that's i'll, I'll be honest like a lot of it had to do with um making sure like i'd get so carried away in like making the other person feel comfortable that i just forget about like how uncomfortable i am you know in this and obviously my uncom- my discomfort is I, um, people aren't stupid they can probably see it they can probably sense it you know so it's just it's just creating an environment of discomfort around me so i think working on that has i'm still working on that i would say you know that's so interesting man and that's a because you know the the, the biggest thing of it is like when you're in a social situation most of the time mm-hmm. it's on the weekend when you're supposed to be on a break from being too rigid you know and then if you're rigid yeah. on the weekends too then it's just like you know then when are you just like literally free and what's the definition of free right just just yeah. being you yeah yeah right? and i think that's like yeah man another thing that i've noticed during covid is like i have i I've, i told you this before like my sundays i love it so much man like i now i don't sundays barely i see anyone i just wake up you know like skype my family i still say skype even though no one uses skype but i skype <laughs> my family and then you know read the bits watch the like, couple of youtube videos and it's just like it's like an in interesting sunday where you just like yeah two days before where you're like in the social mood now you're just like winding down and like learning something yeah. and just kind of thinking you know like i think that pause that we have had because of covid implementing that pause more often in your life dude because like people like me like i consume so much media it's crazy you know like i'm always listening to some sort of podcast i'm always reading something i'm always watching some sort of youtube video and it's just good to like pause and just assess what's going on. Yeah. A lot of times you don't even realize how you feel because you haven't had a chance to think about how you feel. True. Yeah, and and I think when you start consuming that much uh around you, I think the, the it's very easy for that medium or that piece of media to like dictate how you should you should feel, you know? And again, you're you're doing something that might be against your nature, but you're doing it because you haven't you're doing it because you're being told to do it you know so by this invisible force and uh and i think that's what happens yeah what what have you what what have you sort of learned about yourself in these like these sundays that you've had where you've you know like a 
did you just happen to end up on one of these Sundays and then just enjoyed it for what it was? Or did you like plan it out? Like, you know what, tomorrow, nothing. I'm just going to do me. Like, how did you go about it? And what have you learned in well, through this? You're asking as good of questions as I usually ask. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a good question. You know, like one thing previously when I would take personality tests, the thing that yeah. would stand out the most, the thing that I was away from the average by multiple standard deviations usually mm. was extroversion, right? And I always thought of myself as a very extroverted guy. And it's true. I still very, very much enjoy the company of other people. Like I get energy from it. Mm. But throughout these Sundays, which these Sundays were caused by COVID, I've realized I'm not as extroverted as, as I thought, mm. you know? Because mm. I enjoy that alone time where I'm just like thinking through things. And it definitely wasn't something that was planned. It was just like, you know, it just happened. And I think most of your life, you just can't plan it. It just kind of happened. And then I was like, oh, this is this is actually so nice. And it mm. just allows me to like kind of look back on the week or look back on what's coming up and just allow myself to process it. And now I'm making it seem like it's grandiose. Thing. It's just it's just a small change that has happened in my life that I think is, is, a, is a positive change. Did, did that answer your question? No, it does. It does. Hundred percent, it does. Yeah. And no, because it is. It is a big step. Because if you think about it, like again, you're going against what you, what, what your ego, or whatever tells you is normal. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of like, um, yeah, you, 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 like, and I think as as long as you keep like changing, um, you know, you you stay. I think a little bit interested. You know, you you also become interesting. I think you know, like yeah. you take on new things yeah um, yeah that that's that's good man and like what do you feel like you've um like what, what are some of the like big things that has that have come out of your 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 your, your sunday introspections like were there things that you thought you were enjoying like you were there things like yeah like you said extroverted right but then did you also drop certain things were, were you did, like you thought that okay this is an enjoyable activity to me this is what i but then once you had like more alone time with it, were yeah. there things that you started dropping as well off your list? Yeah. So this is actually a perfect example. Um, so previous to COVID, you know, like obviously like let's say we wanted to meet or a group of us wanted to meet, we would meet in like a bar or something. Right. And I have realized, man, I mean, I guess part of it is like being in a relationship with me. I can't mm -hmm. lie about that. But like when I'm hanging out with the people that I enjoy hanging out with, I would rather hang out with them without interruption from any other sort. You know what I mean? Like right mm. now you and I are having a very good conversation, right? And I mm. enjoy this conversation uninterrupted. Like why would I want to go somewhere where there's yeah. like so many things that could just interrupt the flow of the conversation, could interrupt the. So that's definitely something I've realized. And I don't think I'm going to go to those situations as much, right? Like I've realized I enjoy, like I enjoy <laughs> deep house concerts a lot i still like that's probably the thing that i miss the most but mm -hmm. a lot of these like weird things that you're like not super excited about and takes kind of effort to do i'm just like yeah those things can be dropped when covid finishes right sure because i guess at the even at the bar your main intention was to probably I guess have those deeper conversations so yeah. i guess the goal remains the same just the setting the setting you is worse. Discovered, right? yeah. yeah. The setting yeah, is just, worse because you can't you can't have that conversation because yeah, you can't so much that. is happening that's just like uh, distracting you. All right, Zakab, I think I think we should we should wrap this up. I think 
what an uh, honest conversation. I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, again, for I'm sure. Always. I always enjoy talking to you. So thank you very much for doing this again. Likewise, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Well, you heard what our thoughts are. I would love to hear what's yours. Go to anchor.fm slash that random thought and send us a voice note letting us know what you think.